Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2904, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic 3 mile final. Read back correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight. Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee-Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole. So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Hello from the Runway Up listeners. Thanks for tuning in to our final episode of 2018. I cannot believe that it's finally December. Oh my gosh, it has flown by. Yes. So what we're going to do for this episode is we are going to highlight the 18 biggest things that happened here at McGee Tyson Airport in 2018. We were preparing for this episode and a lot has happened um, over the course of the year, but we're just going to focus on the 18 key things that we think you will appreciate. So... 2018, 18 things. I see what you're doing there, Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) So to get us kicked off, we're actually going to do it in the order of when it occurred. So we're going to start with January of 2018. And if anyone lived in our region during that time frame, you remember it being very cold. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of demand on our electrical grid here in our community. And TVA, the Tennessee Valley Authority, and the city of Alcoa, where our airport is actually feeding off of for electrical usage, have a program where they ask major companies in our community to downgrade any non-essential things that could possibly not be utilized to help to continue to provide heating for homes and things in our area, especially when it gets so deadly cold like mm-hmm. that. And so we partnered with TVA and the City of Alcoa's Electrical Department and implemented some immediate emergency electrical load and curtailment measures at our facility for a few days to help decrease our demand on the electrical grid to help encourage more use in homes for heating around our area. And that was something that was very interesting. It's the first time that we've been asked to participate in that program. And I'm sure it's something that we will continue to look at when and if we can to be a good community partner. Yeah. And for those of you that have flown through our airport, you know that we have our really pretty water feature. So that was one of the things that we cut the use of during that time. Yeah, we did. But there were a lot of other things we did behind the scenes that we could do on a temporary measure, not something we would do long term because it would be something that would be an issue for us possibly, but we never once did anything that would take us out of our compliance with any safety or security regulations. It was all operational and it was reducing our heating and cooling even in our offices upstairs. We were freezing up here. It was cold, but we did it for the team. (laughs) (laughs) So that was what we started off in January with. We did some other things in January that were tied to a much bigger thing, right, Caitlin? Yes, we did. So we continued our 80th anniversary celebration. We celebrated 80 years in 80 ways. So we started in October of 2017 and continued our campaign all the way until October of 2018. And so we celebrated with 80 different ways. One thing we did in January, speaking of how cold it was, we ran a social media sweepstakes that was called Warm Up Your Winter and Fly to Florida. That was really fun. A lot of people, we asked them to share photos of them at the beach or in warmer weather, and then they were entered into that contest. So that was extremely popular. Yes, and it made me feel so more warm watching those photographs. And we appreciate it when anyone participates in that kind of sweepstakes that we have because we love seeing the photos. Yes, it was so fun. It's one thing to enter an email, but it's great.
great to see you and your families or your friends out doing things that are fun that involve travel because that's what our passion is. We want to connect you to travel. Yep. And we ask people to share photos, but then I also loved seeing the captions and the stories behind the photos. It, it was a lot of fun. And then for our 80th anniversary, we did about 25 other things that we won't bore you with, but we had a lot of fun on National Craft Day. We created a little coloring page and we went out onto the concourse and let our kids draw on that. And then we did on National Sunglasses Day, we gave out sunglasses. On National Aviation Day, we gave out little gliders. One of my favorite things from the whole 80th anniversary was our partnership with Maple Lane Farms. Yes. For uh, those that don't know, in East Tennessee, we have a farm, or several of them actually, that they use their corn area to turn it into a maze for people to come out and have family fun on the weekends and go through and then it turns into a haunted maze Mm -hmm. later at night but it's a good opportunity for people to have good family time to come and do hay rides and things so this year's design and this one happens to be in the path of the airport so if you flew over our area and into Knoxville anytime over the month of September and October you could have seen our design in the field on our approach celebrating the 80th anniversary of of the airport. It had an airplane. It was really nice. It was. And then it actually turned out that it was Maple Lane Farms 20th anniversary. So we kind of got to co-celebrate there. So it was really a good opportunity for us to celebrate. So that 80th anniversary campaign was a lot of fun. We tried to touch as many people in different ways and to get them involved with the airport as much as possible. We just feel like that it was a really good campaign and hopefully you got to participate with it in one way or another. And then also in January, we got to announce something very exciting that we had a record-breaking year in 2017. So So drum roll. Yes. We got to announce that we had... 1,988,019 passengers. That is the busiest year in the 80 years of our airport. And we have you to thank. So thank you so much. Thank you to all the... 1,988,000 of you. (laughs) Yes. We appreciate every single one of you. And for everybody else listening who even thought about flying out of our (laughs) airport, please do in the future. And thank you for even considering us for your travel plans. Things are growing. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later on in the podcast about the new destinations and more flights that we have in our community, which have contributed to this growth. Yes. So on that day, we announced the number and then we celebrated by going throughout the terminal and the concourse and celebrating with those travelers and giving them little freebies and some stickers and Starbucks gift cards. Everyone loves Starbucks gift cards. Oh, they do. Who doesn't love Starbucks gift cards? Well, and then we found ourselves in April of May in that time frame. We did our Aviation Academy. Mm -hmm. And just for note, if you're listening now, we're getting ready to put out the application for the next Aviation Academy at our airport pretty soon. So be paying attention to our website at Mm flyknoxville.com or our Facebook page to look for the application because it's an open application. The community can apply. We do background check people who are a participant in that. But we take between 30 and 35 people on tours of behind the scenes at McGee Tower into all kinds of concentrations of operations. It's a great program, and it's just something that we find a lot of joy in, and we think that participants do too. And if you're interested in the Academy, we've actually done a podcast episode featuring the participants that went through the class. They say what they loved most, what they learned. If you're interested, definitely check out that podcast. We have also, in April and October of this year, hosted the Honor Air Flights, and it's 
such a good time at our airport mm-hmm. and it's such a moving time to have veterans participate in that program and for people who don't know the honorary knoxville program takes area veterans to washington dc for the day to take them to the memorials that were created in their honor for the time that they have served and then when they come home the airport is flooded with people and a celebration with music and excitement and it's just a great opportunity and caitlin's been on that flight yes i was able to go on the flight a few years ago and be an escort. I think I had more fun than the veterans that I took with me, but it was just such a life-changing experience seeing the veterans visit the memorials and just talking to them and hearing their experiences is just, I can't even put it into words. And then if you have the opportunity to come out to the Welcome Home Celebration, absolutely do that. It is something that you'll never forget. And we have another one just as a plug for the future. The next Honor Air Flight is when, Caitlin? It's April 10th. So we'll have that out here. They depart around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, and the welcome home is generally between 7 and 8 o'clock at night. Be looking for information about that if you're interested in helping us to honor our community's veterans. And then if you can't do either, if you can't go on the flight or you can't come out to the airport, Honor Air Knoxville does a great job on their Facebook and on their social. During those days of the flights, they post their every move, and you can kind of follow their day throughout D.C. Great. And then we have also, in 2018, hosted two exhibits at our Art in the Airport program. One that launched in April, one that was in October, and it's still up, and it's just beautiful. It's just a reflection of the artistic abilities of the people in our region, because it's real important for us to have people get off that plane and get a sense of our community as soon as they get off that plane, and what better way to do that than with art. One of the things that's important about our Arts in the Airport program is that we have been doing it for over 10 years. Really? And we have. And over that time frame, we have received 9,470 unique pieces of artwork who have been entered for consideration in these exhibits. Wow. And generally, we only take between like 40 and 45. So it's a really competitive exhibit. It's one of the largest in our area for people to showcase their work for the amount of traffic that come through the airport. So it's real competitive. We have displayed 846 pieces of art over that time frame, and we have sold over $55,000 worth of original work to visitors who have flown into the airport. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? That is awesome. So no wonder it's really competitive. People want to get it out there and get their work seen, but it's also great for us because it makes our terminal so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yep, it gives the traveler something to do whenever they're waiting for their flight. I love it. Every time I go up there, I love just looking around the art exhibit and finding new favorite pieces. Oh, yeah. It's really good. And then this year we hit a milestone in April with our Facebook at least, didn't we? Yeah. So it's not the 1.98 million travelers that we had. It's close. In the world of Facebook, I think. (laughs) Yes. But we're still (laughs) excited about it. Um, Our Facebook page, we hit 10,000 followers on Miggy Tyson Airport's Facebook page. We were so excited about that. I think it was due to the sweepstakes and things that we talked about and posting all of the things that we were doing for the 80th anniversary. But now in December, we're already to 11,000. So. We're just growing and growing. And thank you for your interest. And if you're a Facebook follower, thank Mm -hmm. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so be sure. If you're not, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We try to post fun things on all the different platforms. It's just a good way to stay in the know and to get engaged. It really is. And in April and May, we're continuing on our list of 18. We had uh, service announcements for seasonal service to Destin and then 
long-term service to Baltimore, Washington, both of those flights are on Allegiant, which in June turned around and named us as a base of operations. So Allegiant really did just Mm -hmm. grow considerably between April and June of this year of 2018 and made a lot of contributions back to the people of our airport and to our region in the form of air service, new jobs. Having those aircraft based here means almost $50 million worth of impact in our community. And as a part of that announcement, they also plugged that they were going to be announcing some new service in the future. So we're patiently waiting for that announcement. But if you're interested in what all went into that Allegiant naming Knoxville as a base and all that, we actually have two podcast episodes previously, one from Allegiant Air's perspective and one from our perspective. So pretty neat to tune into that too. Yeah. And it was a great service announcement because it took a lot of work to get them to name our airport as a base of operation. And for people who don't know what that means, and you haven't heard that podcast yet, it's where Allegiant bases two aircraft in your community, along with the people who service that aircraft, fly that airplane, work on that airplane. So it creates up to 60 jobs. It has the opportunity to improve customer service and Mm -hmm. flight reliability because you've got planes on the ground here. And when we made that announcement, it was such an important impact for us economically to our region that Governor Haslam was in attendance. We had Mayors Rojero and Burchett from Knox County and Knoxville be a part of that. And it took a litany of supportive tourism groups to help support that initiative to make it happen. So we thank everyone who helped us in that successful recruitment. So that happened in May and June. And then in July, we've been talking about how for our 80th, we did a lot of social sweepstakes. But instead of just giving away round trip tickets to any of our nonstop destinations, we did something really fun and we gave away a runway tour. And so we hosted a spend a day on the runway. We took a bus full of winners out on the runway and gave them a tour of our construction project, which is the biggest construction project in the airport history. They actually got a stand on that. runway. We showed them our 510 Center, which is our operations building here at the airport authority. We took them to our airfield rescue and firefighting facility. So we really gave them a behind the scenes look at the airport that most people don't have access to. So that was wonderful, too, because it really showcased that project and what work goes into that. And you're going to see the airfield modernization and runway program continue to go on for the next two years. So we're over halfway point. Oh, you're halfway there. So we're almost there. So you're going to continue on our podcast to hear more about that project. And I feel like I've said this over and over again, but if you're interested in learning more about that program, we have a previous podcast for our airfield modernization program as well. Well, and I feel like at this point, we're almost half, we're over halfway through our list. And I should be saying, since it's the holidays, five golden rings, because that's kind of where we are. <laughs> what we're doing. Halfway yes. through our 18 list. Uh, we move now into the time frame of October when we were helping partner with Delta. Really, Delta does this. We love to support it in a lot of ways. They do a program called Wings for Autism. And they partnered with the Autism Society of East Tennessee. And I think there was about 187 people that went 
went on this flight. It was a simulated flight where children with autism and their families get to pretend like they're going on a flight in every aspect. They get to check their bag. They get to go through security. They get to sit in the gate. And then they actually get to taxi around on the airplane. So we heard a lot of really, really great positive feedback for Delta in that regard. Well, and it's just great that we continue to see the benefits of that. I've had personally friends that have participated with their children in that program. Mm -hmm. And and they'll send me a picture going, this was not possible without Delta Airlines doing this program because we could not have gone through the airport process on our own and made it a comfortable situation so that our kids could go enjoy our trip to wherever they were headed. And so it is a wonderful program that we hope and they say they're going to continue to do. Yes, they did it last year in October too, and they did it this year. So hopefully it'll be a program that they can continue to provide. Yeah, it's great. And then later in October, we did what is required as our full-scale drill or emergency exercise. And shocker, if you would like to learn more about that, we have a previous <laughs> podcast episode. I feel like there's a, a trend here. <laughs> the drill, our public safety department likes to call it an exercise, but mm-hmm. it is an exercise that an airport goes through every year through a tabletop in every third year or triennial year. We are doing it for certification for the FAA, and it is a full-scale rollout where we simulate an aircraft of emergency at our facility, and we work with responding organizations, fire, police, EMTs, anybody who would respond to McGee Tyson about an emergency. Yeah, I think there was about 20 different mutual aid organizations, too, that were involved in it. And then we required lots of volunteers to participate in that, to act as passengers and people who work with airlines, and to create the scenarios so that we can be quick on our feet and try to work through our emergency response protocols so that we're ready to respond when we're not in a drill situation. And as a part of that simulation, as Becky said, we recruited about 100 volunteers that came out really early on a Saturday morning, but they all loved it because they get to be moulaged. And I didn't know what that word meant until this process. It's a really fun word until you see what it is. Yes. (laughs) It actually, it just makes you look like you have injuries and they look very, very real. For example, one lady had a bone sticking out of her arm or something like that. And it's great doing it around Halloween too, because people are in the Halloween spirit and they have a lot of fun with it. And we do too. And we need them as part of that FAA requirement. Again, in October, we did another thing that is important to our passengers who use our facility. You may or may not think that we do, but we pay very close attention to the customer comment cards that come in, the emails that we get, Mm -hmm. the messages posted on social media about amenities or processes that you'd like to see us change or add to the system. And the water refilling stations are one of them. Yes, we kept seeing passengers ask for water refilling stations. You know, now because the TSA, you can't take bottled water through the checkpoint. And so people would have their water bottles and would be asking for those water refilling stations. We're really excited about this whole process because this actually came, I think it was an email and a Facebook message and a few other things. We just basically took these requests to our engineering department and said, this is something that our passengers are asking for and it's something that we can provide them. We celebrated the installation of those water refilling stations by giving away free water bottles that our travelers could then use at our water refilling stations. And that makes us green as well. So there aren't plastic Mm -hmm. and things that we're getting rid of. We're reducing our carbon footprint in that regard. So it really works for us and for our passengers. But it seems to be really popular. 
And then in November, Frontier started their nonstop service to Orlando again, and that's a seasonal service. It starts in October, November, and goes until around April, but it's a very popular flight because it is nonstop service into Orlando International Airport, which has the Disney's Magical Express. And that's real popular to a lot of people who like to go to uh, Disney World and Mm -hmm. visit all of that. So this is a great service that connects them right into that, and they don't have to do a rental car at all. Yes, very popular. Later in November, we actually had some big news administratively for the airport. We have had the pleasure of, hopefully you've listened to the podcast, plug again, of Bill Marison, who has been our president and been on staff here at the airport for over 36 years, and he is retiring on December 31st. His replacement in November came on board November 19th, and that is Patrick Wilson. He was previously with the Tri-Cities Airport up in the Bristol, Tennessee, Kingsport area, and he joined our staff, and he's been a great addition to our staff and is working to introduce himself to several groups and stakeholders, but he's only been here a few weeks. So hopefully in the new year, you'll get to see a whole lot more of him and he wants to be involved in the community. So hopefully you'll see a lot more of him and hear a lot more of him on our podcast. Yes, We're going to let him get settled before we ask him to be a a special guest on our podcast, but we definitely want to bring him in. And what I'm really excited about having Mr. Wilson here on staff at the Airport Authority is this is actually not his first time being on staff here in Knoxville. He started in the operations department in the 90s. Yeah. Right? And so um, he left us and now he's back. So he's actually worked with some of our staff already. While our building looks completely different since we were (laughs) renovated, some of the people are still here. (laughs) And it's great to see how he remembers names and Mm -hmm. how are you doing? And and he's just a very personable person. And I think that he's going to be a great addition to our staff. So as podcast listeners, you need to make sure to tune in because we are going to drag him out here and make sure that he's a part of that and introduce you to him too in the coming months. Also in November, Becky and I traveled up to Ottawa in Canada for an airport conference that focused on marketing and communications. And we were really excited that our little podcast that you're listening to right now won first place in the social media category. And it went up against airports. Big and small. Yes. But but second place was Orlando, which we look up to them in regards to social media and how they address the public from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to know that an airport our size can, can be communications wise with major juggernauts like Orlando, like Orlando and New York and some of the other groups. Yes. So we were really proud about that. Yes. And we do that and we were successful because you tune in and listen. So thank you so much for following along with us on this journey. And then in December, we have done a couple of things this month that have been, it feels like it's been so busy. We've mm-hmm. had caroling as part of our normal thing here in the terminal. But one of the things that we have done to help with the growth our airport is experiencing we're seeing longer lines. And so we've been tasked to try to figure out how do we communicate to the public that these long lines exist and how they want to give themselves plenty of time to get to the airport and what can we do to help reduce the lines and encourage people to be out here. And one of those things is partnering with the TSA and doing a pre-check surge event. We do not have a pre-check office here in our terminal building. We'd have one in the community, but we feel like the more people who are signed up for pre-check, the more they're not in the regular line, they're in the pre-check line and it speeds up the process. So for a whole week in December, we have helped people sign up for that program and and get them involved and get them through the checkpoint process in a much quicker fashion because of the TSA program. 
Yeah, and I signed up for PreCheck, and it was a very easy process, um, and it was very popular. It was very busy all those days that we had it. It was great. And then we also will have Bill Marison retiring at the end of this month in just a few short days. And as we close out the month of December, we're really excited about the fact that we know we have to hit 2 million passengers this year. We don't know exactly how many. We know this will be another historic year for us, mm-hmm. and you'll have to tune in in January to find out what number we actually get to. But we know based Based on our statistics coming in that sometime in the end of November and early part of December, we hit 2 million passengers. So we broke last year's record-breaking year already, and we, we are just so happy about that. Yep, so 2018 now is the record-breaking year yes. um, for us. And so be sure to tune in. In January, we will be announcing that actual number um, of the annual travelers that we, that we served in 2018. So we have reached the end of our top 18 list. I hope you've enjoyed following along as we've talked about what has occurred at our facility. And a lot of it is because of your support and because you choose to fly out of our airport. And we can't be more grateful, especially this Mm -hmm. time of year, for your support of our facility. So that brings us to 2019, and in January, we will come with you to the specific numbers of the 2 million passengers that we served in 2018. Also, in February of 2019, American is going to start their nonstop service to LaGuardia, and that happens on February 14th, on the Day of Love. So we will be celebrating that, and that's another service that we're really excited about. And additionally, hopefully Allegiant uh, announces their new nonstop destinations that they're going to offer out of Knoxville. We are patiently waiting again. They're hopefully for going to do that. We're anticipating that. Yes. We would love for them to do that. No pressure. <laughs> yes. So if you're listening, Allegiant, we'd love to have additional <laughs> service. And then also during the January, February timeframe, we have mentioned our Aviation Academy, and we will be accepting applications for our 2019 class in February. So be on the lookout for that as well. There's a lot going on in 2019 and we just think that we will continue to grow as long as you are there to support us and continue to support air service out of our airport. And we appreciate all that you have done and we look forward to serving you in 2019.